This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Beat on this Friday, November 4th. Our first sort of close to a full week of November. Yeah. Started off on Halloween, but we're getting there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So excited to have you here. I am back. I went to Palm Springs last night for a quick trip uh, and hosted a ball, a doggy so ball fun. at Booze Hounds. It was a huge success, and I'm actually going to head back there, uh, meet my husband uh, after the show today, and I'll be there all weekend long in Palm Springs. It's worth the drive. So much fun. So much going on in Palm Springs all weekend long. As a matter of fact, our very own DJ Alex D uh, going to be here on the program in just a little bit talking about a pool party this weekend that you need to know about. And uh, yeah, it's just going to be, you were just there last weekend. So much fun i'm there this weekend i love palm it's springs a great time and palm springs pride is just it's just different yeah it's just different yeah uh, we have a great show for you today though lots to cover michaela how about this one i sniff my husband's dirty underwear to make sure he's not cheating we're having that discussion this hour why wouldn't we that also sounds very emotionally stable major so. nba star loves going to gay bars oh love could that be also this one's interesting one of the biggest pop stars in the world, one of the biggest musicians ever, got boozed up and woke up in the Lincoln bedroom of the White House. Oh my God, I love this story. Who could that be? We've also got Ryan Basham, our political expert, joining us uh, to to share a conversation he had with a representative running for uh, Congress right now. Also talking to us about what to expect and how to prepare uh, if we don't see a blue wave on Tuesday. Could we see a red wave? And what could that mean for our rights mm-hmm. as a community? Also, as if that's not enough, we've got uh, man boobs and what the health. It's okay. Re- it's, listen, it's a real thing. Men are insecure about it. Me being one of them. I literally, literally just went to my doctor uh, this last year and said, hey, I think I have a little bit of man boob going on. What do I do about it? I hear that. It's something we don't talk about a lot, uh, but we're actually going to bring on an expert uh, to have this conversation today. So... If a little bit of body positivity is something that you need in your life this morning, you're in the right place. You got it. And we're having it for men, which oftentimes we don't talk body positivity for men. It's something I've never thought about, but I could absolutely see where the insecurity is. Yeah. And it's, it should be addressed, of course. I'm going to tell you one time, I was younger, I was dating uh, I was dating my college sweetheart, and he was a gymnastics coach, and he, we went to the gym, and we were like just... He's trying to teach me how to do some tumbling. I'm 6'5". I don't tumble, right? Uh, but some of the younger girls that were in high school were there, and one of the girls, I had a T-shirt on. I was in my early 20s. And she goes, oh, look, you have man boobs. And I was like, what? Because I was in good shape, but, like, my pecs were kind of soft. And I'm insecure about them ever since. 
15 years later, I finally oh took God. care of it. Yeah. So yeah. it's a real conversation. I think a lot of guys can relate, especially if you plan on going to the aforementioned pool party. A DJ Alex D is going to be uh, DJing this weekend. I think it's okay to take our shirts off and uh, let loose and have a little bit of fun. Totally. And love our bodies. Totally. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I'm ready for the weekend. You are going to be relaxing all weekend. Yes, I am. Because you have am. not done that in a I while. I have not been home in two months. You've traveled the world. Traveled the world. Christmas tree going up? Yes, a million percent. Wow. You know it is. I already got out of storage. How dare you? That baby's going up. We're trying to figure out when ours is going up because uh, and my husband and I will be in Baton Rouge for Thanksgiving this year, and then I'm going to fly back the, the morning after Thanksgiving or the afternoon after, and that's usually when I put our tree up. He's staying there until the Tuesday after. I have a whole weekend. I'm like, what am I going to do? Do it alone? Well, see, that's kind of why I want to do it now because after this weekend, we're gone yeah. every weekend. And then all it. of a sudden, it's like December 20th, and you're like, oh, I guess I should put my tree up now. You yeah. missed the whole thing. That's weird. Yeah. Five days of Christmas joy. Yeah. Not on my watch. Not, not worth it. It's going it. up. Okay, so we have a great show coming up for you. Uh, come see me in Palm Springs this weekend. Say hi if you see my husband and I. Uh, right now, though, it's time for news on the beat. Michaela, what do you have? All right, baby. The owners of at least three of D.C.'s gay bars have joined representatives of nearly all the city's restaurants, bars, and nightclubs in speaking out against a measure on the November 8th D.C. election ballot calling for ending the so-called tipped wage system. The ballot measure called Initiative 82 calls for ending an exemption to the city's minimum wage law that allows employers of tipped workers to pay them less than the prevailing minimum the prevailing minimum wage but requires them to make up the difference if the workers don't earn the equivalent of the full minimum wage through their tips combined with the lower tipped wage they say most tipped workers make significantly more than the city's current $16.10 per hour minimum wage the current lower tipped minimum wage in DC is $5.35 per hour like other bar and restaurant owners, uh, Perusa said ending the tipped wage could result in the doubling of his payroll, which could force him to raise prices and possibly lay off employees, most of whom are LGBTQ. I hate when they make that argument that, oh, well, they make more money. Well, yeah, servers get into that industry to make more money because yes. they work really re- I was a server, so were you, for many years. You work really hard for that and money. And listen, when I, I got hurt on the job, I got hurt at the restaurant I was working at, and I had to go on unemployment, mm-hmm. and I only received- Nothing. A hundred dollars a month, like a yeah. hundred, two hundred dollars a month. I It was such mm-hmm. a difficult time for me. Yeah. And um, it was awful. I remember trying to get an apartment in my 20s when I was on a serving salary, and of course, you, like, you don't claim everything, but that comes back to bite you in the butt when it shows that you're making like no money. They're like, I'm like, no, I actually make good money. It's not all getting claimed probably the way that it should because right. my jobs didn't tell us to claim everything. They said claim a certain percentage. Uh, but uh, it, it's just if, if we don't allow servers to go in and work really hard and make more money or servers or anybody in the service industry, bartenders, bottle service, whatever. If we don't allow that, what's the incentive? Totally. Then are we just like, why don't we just shift to communism, let everybody make the same amount of money and just like live like... What's the point? Yeah, it's not worth it. Hmm. All right, let's get into weather. It's going to be 73 in D.C., 73 in Philadelphia, 57 in Seattle, 69 in San Diego, 71 in L.A., and 75 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. I got your vibe. You've got to get up every morning with determination if you're going to go to bed with satisfaction. Hmm, I love that. Let's go. Let's do it. Well, one thing I'm... All right, this is one I never thought we would be talking about here on The Morning Beat, but here we are, so let's dive right in. (sighs) A woman in Guatemala, not just any woman, she's a model. A wild woman. And a businesswoman, 
Her name is Kimberly Flores, and she has taken some extreme precaution when it comes to her marriage, to her relationship. Uh, her husband, she fears, could possibly cheat on her. And you want to know how she knows if he is or if he isn't? How? She smells his underwear when he comes home to see if there's the wow. scent of another woman. What on earth? What? Is that a thing? Okay, but first of all, gal, like, listen, I just don't see the uh, science behind it. Probably they're stinky because well, he shakes and he doesn't wipe, so that's gross. Yeah, but if, if she's And if so she's his trying... underwear probably smells like pee-pee. The smell of another woman? Is that what she's but looking for? But you wouldn't or... smell another woman on underwear. Or the smell of sex, maybe? After... I, I don't know. What is it? I, I Gal, don't know. he's not having sex with his underwear on it. There's no science. There's no logic behind it. I don't get it. Well, she said, I always check the expenses of the credit card, the calls at midnight, and I even smell his underpants. Well, I'll say this. I'm not straight. But for my straight gals, um, I, I, listen, I love men. I love cis men. I love cis straight men. I really, really do. Um, but if you're in a relationship with one that you have to do all of that. Yeah, yeah get out of it. Maybe you should not be in that relationship. Well, she's been married three years. Her partner is Edwin, Lu- Edwin Luna, who is a, a Mexican singer. And so I, it sounds like he might be out on tour a lot or performing a lot. And... I think that's I, I I think that's honestly I don't know if Lisa became a DJ because you're a singer or you became a singer because she's a DJ but I think your whole gag is we're just going to keep an eye on each other all the time because you always perform together. Oh my God, no! We wanted to be in a girl group, but Lisa's <laughs> been DJing for 20 years and I've been singing. You know, but <clears throat> I one thing about Lisa I tell the story all the time because we just did this cruise and I told the story on um, stage. I, they put together a lesbian pub call that I went on. I took I partook in and when I came back to see Lisa and I was drunk as a skunk I went to find Lisa and Lisa was on the top of the ship feeding the birds uh, saltine crackers not a worry in the world didn't think you were cheating wasn't concerned nothing not bothered here's the thing Um, if if you're going to cheat you're going to cheat yeah right but if you if you don't trust somebody you've been married for three years and you're already taking I've never once my husband has my accounts and this is how I know it's real because I never used to ever share this stuff with anybody. He can log into, he's logged into my Instagram, my TikTok, my email. It's all logged in on his phone. He just has to switch accounts. And I have the same for him. I've never gone through his email. I've never gone through his DMs before. Never. I've never read the text messages. Although one time, there was a time I found his cell phone. And it said that somebody was saved as like booty call. And I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. And he was sleeping next to me and I saw it and I was uh-uh. like I'm like wait wait because I was looking for something. I was like what is that and then it said something like um you want to come over later or can I come over later and I was like whoa no 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 and I sat there like and I didn't here's the thing I was upset and I was spiraling but I still didn't wake him up I was like I still want to let him sleep but then I'm going to drag him when he wakes up because I'm just and so I was, I was literally just despondent he wakes up and I'm slowly letting him wake up and I'm like we need to talk we need to talk. You need to get up. We need to talk right now. You need to wake up. We need to talk. I'm ready to talk. He's like, what about what, AJ? I'm like, I'm like, who the F is booty call? He's like, what? I'm like, who the F is booty call? I was in your phone because I was looking for something and it said booty call and you messaged him. Who's that? And he's like laughing. And I'm like, oh, I swear to God, this is not funny. This is not funny, Emil. Uh-huh. And he's like, yes, it is. I'm like, no, it's not. You're cheating on me? Who is this? Right? Who's booty call? The only time I've ever felt insecure in my relationship with him in 10 years. He starts laughing. It turns to tears. He's laughing so hard. He goes, AJ, 
Remember that time we took edibles on the couch and there was that, uh, we watched Chelsea Handler. She did a series on Netflix about like, she tried ayahuasca in one episode and another episode. Oh yeah. She found out about this app that you can get on your phone and it will like call you and somebody will actually talk to get you out of like bad dates or bad situations so you can leave early. And we downloaded the app while we watched the series and he saved the name as Booty Call and we did a whole thing about it and I totally forgot about it. Oh my God. We made up Booty Call together and I forgot and thought that my husband was cheating on me with Booty Call. With Booty Call, with the yeah. person that you made up. So now that I say this, I, I can relate to this model in you know, more ways than the fact that we're both gorgeous. I can also relate to her insecurities. I hear that deeply. I feel like you and I like to make up scenarios the way that I made up a threesome in my head with Lisa mm. and then was very upset that she was cheating on me with her. Was it a, a the dream? imaginary person that I made up. So. Got it, yeah. That's apparently who we are. Have you ever gotten mad at your partner when you woke up from a dream and you're yeah. like, how dare you Broke or felt her. guilty because you probably cheated in the dream I've a done thousand that percent yeah. the worst uh-huh. well, this is a really fun what's popping involves uh, a sports icon Michaela I know how much you en- enjoy sports but you might actually enjoy this story it's about Dennis Rodman what do you have for us yeah I actually love Dennis Rodman I loved when he was with Carmen Electra such a hot couple uh, but Dennis Rodman reveals something new about his 90s gay bar partying days uh, the former basketball pro recently revealed that while playing for the San Antonio Spurs from 1993 to 1995, he was going out to gay bars a lot, and the whole team knew. He revealed on the Drew Barrymore show, he said, when I went to San Antonio, I was so bored and not in the mood to play basketball, so I had to find something to get my energy and motivation up to go out there and play and live life, so I used to go to gay bars. I used to wear halter tops. I used to wear everything. It was so funny, the fact that all my teammates knew I went to gay bars and stuff like that, and I support my gay community no matter where I am in the world. Uh, He says, I'm always at the Abbey. I love the Abbey. Okay, first of all, you're a liar. Because I'm always at the Abbey and, and I've she, never, she never seen you there. She camps out there. He was talking to Ross Matthews and Drew Barrymore on our show and, and saying, like, listen, I've always I've always enjoyed the gay bars and it's, it's they're more fun. Yeah, Dennis Rodman's a wild card, but I love that he has truly always supported the community. Is he bisexual? I don't know that he is or he's ever come out as that. It wouldn't surprise me if he's a little bit fluid, but I don't I don't know that. Right. He used to he used to kind of dress and drag. To a degree, he'd wear skirts and dresses and things like that and got a lot of attention for it. But he said, uh, really, really is into drag because he says they're so effing happy. They hold their heads up so very high every day. They're not ashamed of anything. Uh, They're not trying to prove anything. They're just trying to live their lives. I just love that. I I love that, too. I also love so much that he was a, a humongous athlete, the greatest rebounder ever. Um, and was just doing his thing, and his teammates didn't even give him a hard time. Well, you know what he also said? That he estimated that 10 to 20% of all pro athletes, we're talking NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, are probably LGBTQ. Oh, yeah. From his experience. Yeah, 20%, oh, I believe it. 20%, that's a big it. number. Yeah. It's also a hot scene in the locker room. I'm going to yeah. fantasize about that for the next oh, week. Oh, my God. Can't wait. Woohoo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. You're listening to The Morning Beat. We're so grateful you're here on this Friday morning hanging out with us. Uh, We have a great hour coming up for you. The midterms are less than a week away. We're all getting a little bit anxious what's going to happen. It looked like uh, Republicans were going to have a red wave. Then it looked like the Democrats were going to have a stronger Tuesday than we previously thought. Now it looks like the Republicans might have a red wave again. What is actually going to happen Is the polling correct? We're joined by our political expert and friend of the show, Ryan Basham, to talk all things midterms uh, coming up here in about 10 minutes. And then he actually uh, sat down for an interview with Representative Mark Pokin, who is a very seasoned legislator and kind of keeper of the LGBTQ plus political history. Uh, He sat down and talked with him recently, and we're actually going to share that interview on The Morning Beat this hour. We're really, really grateful to have Ryan uh, and all the great work that he does uh, here on the show. He knows everything about politics. Oh, he's so great. Like, I think I I know politics. He lives and breathes it. Oh, yeah. He's so smart. And he's funny. He makes it easy to listen to. And keeping it political, uh, a major, major, major star woke up one morning drunk as a skunk. Obsessed with this drug. Abraham Lincoln's bedroom. In the White House. Who could that be? Who? How did they get there? Whom? Well, Michaela's going to tell you what's popping. It's it's all politics this hour. Can't wait. Can we still, My favorite topic. Can we still say it's politics even though Abraham Lincoln's been dead for many, many years? Yeah. What else would it be? What president was he? Was he like the 13th or the 16th? or 16th. Okay, That's right. Okay, Bonnie. Oh, yeah, because you had to learn all this. I- did you l- learn this like for citizenship stuff, or what? Where'd you no, learn it? I didn't have to do that. My mom did it. Your mom did it. Yeah, because I was young. If, if I asked, not- I do remember that when I was a kid. I remember sixteen. I think that popped up in my brain for some reason. Yeah, I went to school here. Yeah, if I listen, yeah. I'm American. If guys. I asked my mom what number he was, she, I, she'd be like, I don't know, two, three, yeah, four, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember learning that in school though. Okay, the Adams guy. John Quincy. No, what's the Adams guy, number four? John Quincy Adams. There you go. I knew he was number four. Are you, okay. Were you going to say Samuel Adams? That's the beer guy. <laughs> so I also like him as well. I Listen, he's got my vote. Delicious. Yes. <laughs> the, the pale ale. Yeah, incredible. The seasonal pumpkin Riveting. ale. So good. So good. Great time of year for that. How about some news on the beat? You got it, babe. I'd like to pee in private with my women, shouts a woman at a person she followed into a restroom at the Rampart Casino in Summerlin, Nevada. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I go there. I know. Uh, The person she's harassing through a closed stall door is a cisgender adult woman who says she stopped at Rampart because of severe cramps that started while she was out on a drive with her boyfriend. As she rushed in to find a restroom, the woman spotted her and stalked her, later admitting she believed she was following a trans person. But she wasn't. She was a cis- No. And on top of it, she was dealing with cramps and who her cares? menstrual cycle. And also, who cares if she were trans, by the way? But It doesn't just... matter at all. But like, Who oh do people God. think they are? 
Um, well, it's very interesting because uh, creating J Rose is her name that she's using. Was dressed casually. Nothing about her looked uh, trans or queer. She was very young, styled eyebrows and short cropped hair, uh, and just presented herself the way that our generation is doing. Uh, nevertheless, she got badly harassed through that closed stall door while relieving herself. When she left the stall to wash her hands, the woman confronted her aggressively. Stories about transgender women being harassed because they look trans have become increasingly common since Amy Toms was aggressively confronted in a Walmart restroom in 2016. Mm-hmm. Cisgender women who don't look feminine enough now making headlines fairly regularly when some transphobic bully clocks them wrong. I'll tell you though, I am from Vegas and Rampart Hotel and Casino would absolutely be the place that that would happen. Uh, it really is. It's also wild to me because I look back over like my childhood and how many women had maybe, I guess, what might be considered more masculine features and, and a lot of them I was really, really close to. And it's just odd to me that people are now saying, oh, well, you look like this. So I'm going to... Do you know what I mean? Like, we talked about the other day, uh, Dylan Mulvaney, who was attacked with transphobic tweets from Caitlyn Jenner. And I sat near Dylan at uh, Frankie Grande's show last weekend. And part of the reason I kept kept catching myself staring at her was because she reminded me of my college roommate, Katie, who is a cisgender, you know, woman. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you have very similar, like, bone structure and, like, your eyebrow ridge is similar and, like, your smile is very similar. And now this is a, a cis woman and a trans woman. And to me, they looked almost identical, yeah. oddly enough. Mm-hmm. And so, like, wh- I don't understand how people get hung up on this stuff. It's just wild to me the world that we're living in. I just, I can't imagine ever in any lifetime following somebody into no. a bathroom, making a scene. Like, who do you think you are? And, you know, it does make me sympathize with Lisa, who is more androgynous. Like, uh-huh. could you imagine if somebody did that to her? Like, I would lose my mind. Or even me. People have thought, like, I'm a drag queen with well, all my makeup. Well, when you do, like, a lot of makeup, people, yeah, you said people thought you were a drag queen before. Yeah. I mean, and if anybody chased me in that bathroom, honey, it wouldn't uh-huh. end well for them. No way. It would not end well for them. Mm. Let's get into weather, because clearly I'm getting a little hot and bothered with this story. Uh, it's going to be 70 in New York today. Chicago is 70 as well. Atlanta, 75, 63 in Vegas, 71 in L.A., and 75 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. You've got to get up every morning with determination if you're going to go to bed with satisfaction. All right. Set a goal today. See how that goes. Set a goal. I am American, American, American. All right. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's time to talk politics. It's red, white, and Q. I'm ready to head back to Palm Springs, but not before... We remind our listeners why it's important to get out and vote. If you haven't early voted here in California yet, go ahead and do it. It's super simple. I sent my ballot in. A day later, I got a notification that it was received. A day after that, I got notification that it was counted. It's so, so easy. Mm -hmm. Wherever you are in the country, figure out the best way for you to vote. Make a plan. Invite your friends and family, your neighbors, your coworkers, everybody, because our rights are literally on the line. And here to tell us just how important it is to vote, if you don't believe me, You'll believe this guy. He lives and breathes all things politics. Our good friend Ryan Basham joins us again. Ryan, how are you? Hi, babe. I'm good. You know, I am uh, working on staying optimistic today. And by the way, since we're talking about voting, uh, rockthevote.org will tell you wherever you live how to make sure you vote. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. So for folks who aren't in California, you know what to do. I love that. I feel like this midterm has been sort of a roller coaster. We thought that Democrats were going to get pummeled. And all of a sudden, you know, Roe v. Wade is overturned and we feel like we have an opportunity and we're up in the polls. Biden's climbing in the polls again. And now with less than a week away, it feels like we're going to get pummeled again. 
Like, do well, we actually know? No, we don't know. The, the <laughs> challenge is that, that um, you know, essentially the trend toward the Democrats in the summer was unusual. Normally, uh, the party in the White House loses seats in the midterms. Um, so we're kind of reset a little bit to where we would normally be historically. However, it is a, an, a you know, highly atypical uh, year, you know, um, losing the right to abortion changed things. Um, but also, so did the economy. Um, I think what's happened is people are angry about what's happening to them economically. Um, most people don't really understand the ins and outs of how economies work and mm -hmm. how much influence government can have on it. And so they want to take their anger out. Uh, and so what we want, what we cannot know until the votes are counted is um, how many of the people who voted um, prioritized the economy over, you know, these civil liberty issues that we're facing and, you know, the integrity of our democracy. You know, polls can only tell us so much. And, you know, millions of people voted um, before things started trending back to the Democrat or, well, sorry, while they started trending back to the Republicans. So we don't know really um, exactly how this is going to wash out, in part because things are so close. You know, uh, Christy Smith, who's running against Robert Garcia here in Southern California, she lost to him by 300 votes. So he was a, a, a election denying Republican who won by 300 votes two years ago. She's running against him now. She could win by 300 votes. We don't know. That's how races across the country are. Wow. You know, it's crazy because when you talk about people that aren't so informed politically, I, I am that person. I am very informed because I host a morning show. But, you know, I do my best to adult. I do my best to grow up. I feel so I feel so frustrated with inflation. I'm just trying to keep my credit cards down. And I think that a lot of people feel that way as well. So we just want to do whatever's going to be best for our community and for people like us that are just doing our best. So do you think that if we all come together that we might get some sort of relief? The reality is that economies ebb and flow. You know, uh, uh, inflation is bad here. It's way worse in Europe. It's mm -hmm. way worse around the globe. Um, so think we're just going to hurt is the, is the reality. Whatever happens in this election, the economy is going to take its time, however much time it wants to change. We There's almost nothing we can do about it, practically speaking. So, you know, in a way, we kind of have to suffer through. The problem is, on the other side of that, um, will women have the right to control their bodies? Will the Supreme Court use um, what it's already done to choice to take away same-sex marriage and the right to uh, all kinds of things around privacy? Um, will we still have a democracy? Those are things that, are, that don't ebb and flow on their own. They're much more fragile, and that's the risk. So, yeah, is it going to hurt economically for a little while longer? Probably. Are we going to have a democracy afterward? Up in the air. Well, let's talk about that then, because it feels like if if the main issue is abortion rights, right, then Democrats win. And if the main issue is the economy, Republicans win. But I don't understand why that's the case, because time and time again, we all see that the economy does better under Democrats. Right. So so make the case to listeners right now who might still be on the fence that voting Democrat is actually better for their bank account. Well, it just is. You know, I mean, we, we've known for decades and decades that um, that the economy fares better. Everyday people fare better. Working class, middle class people fare better under Democrats. Um, Republicans, however, 
are very good at scaring people and they're very good at bending the truth so that they seem like they're telling it uh, truthfully. And so they've convinced people um, that because they use terms like fiscal responsibility, that they are better with economic issues. But fiscal responsibility really means lower taxes for the rich. <laughs> it really means uh, diminishing the social safety net that people rely on, like social security. Um, so the reality is we know for a fact Democrats handle the, econ the economy better. We know for a fact Democrats handle social issues better. We also know for a fact, and this is really obvious now, Democrats actually want to uphold democracy while Republicans are willing to ride the wave of fascism into office if that's what it takes. So this is just how it is. I think the reality is Democrats um, do a, don't do as good of a job messaging because Democrats care more about honesty and integrity in their messaging. So they're not willing to bend the truth in order to get the point across that they want to get across. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We are, it's a messaging issue. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Ryan Basham, for joining us. We're so looking forward to your interview with Representative Mark Pocan, who's a seasoned legislator and kind of a keeper of LGBTQ political history. Congratulations on that. And thank you for joining us. We're going to give him the airwaves right now and let him interview somebody without us. Oh, yeah, we are. Wow. Could you imagine if you know I what, did? What? You're welcome. <laughs> We're talking about the midterm elections on Tuesday, some really, really important elections. And I want to share with you a conversation I recently had with Representative Mark Pocan. He's an openly gay member of Congress from Wisconsin. And I got to catch up with him recently in his offices in Washington, D.C. And he had a lot of really interesting and important things to say. Our full interview is up on wearechannelq.com. But I want to share with you this bit of our conversation where he talked about the Republicans who are abusing the LGBTQ community by using us as a wedge issue and not supporting our rights. And uh, he also shared his take on the stakes of this election and how important it is that we not reward the Republican Party for abusing us the way that they have and what's likely to happen if they do retake power. Take a listen. For people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, um, let's just say she's not the sharpest crayon in the box, right? I think there's probably a sincerity to her ignorance um, because uh, that's just who she is. Where I think I find it tougher in some ways is there was a member from Pennsylvania who voted uh, against the recent marriage bill, respect for marriage bill out of the house, and yet that weekend went to their son's yeah. You know, same-sex marriage, right? And um, I, I just, you know, I don't know how people do that, but clearly, you know, they're, they're fine with doing it and using, again, the issue as a political issue. Um, so I think, you know, this is one where, again, right now they're, they're winning on some of the local messaging on, you know, going after trans kids and trans athletes and really just manipulating the issue completely and, and trying to use it uh, to get that last, you know, gasp of political support. But I think, again, as people start to then really understand the issue, which will happen, um, it'll actually then make it a lot easier, I really believe, in the end for folks who are trans. And then, you know, we're going to be able to move on and then they'll find their next group of people to hate. There's always somebody. to. There's always somebody yeah, to hate. Uh, speaking of Wisconsin, I got to think about, you know, you are an openly gay man elected to Congress from Wisconsin, a state that's also elected Ron Johnson twice to the Senate right. and might do it again. Is Wisconsin a more welcoming place to LGBTQ people than outsiders might think. Look at Tammy Baldwin, you know, yeah. she's been successful, not just in the House, but the Senate. In fact, she's the most popular Democratic elected official in Wisconsin. She won her last statewide race by 11 points when the governor and all the other Democratic constitutional officers won by one point. So I actually, I think Wisconsin's, you know, very open when it comes to that. 
Ron Johnson's just Ron Johnson, right? I mean, you know, he kind of was Tea Party before there was a Tea Party. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even on, on marriage, he's given the weirdest answers, right? He's flip-flop like a fish that you catch, you know, in, in a boat. Because you know, he's like sometimes going, well, I don't like it the way it's written. I've never been against it. Or I'm not against it. But he never said he was for it, right? And like, yeah. that's just Ron Johnson. He's, he's you know, special. Do you think people are going to believe that he's sincerely sort of supportive now that he's apparently for gay marriage again? Or should we just assume well, he's using us? I think he's not. Uh, again, but you don't really know, right? I think what he's hoping is a vote never comes up and he never has to deal with that. And the, the exception he's putting out there is around religious freedoms, right, of mm-hmm. some sort. But I think, you know, he also realizes he's in the election of his lifetime. And I think his handlers might be controlling him a little more, you know. It's like when he's on his own, it's like Rojo Unplugged. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like listening to Nickelback or something, right? It's not pretty. And uh, But now, you know, when he's in a campaign mode, they're probably going to try to make him not look extreme. So if I had to guess, I think ultimately if they wind up putting this language in that it sounds like they're going to do, which is really just making it to current law, he'll be able to use that as a reason why he's there. But clearly his public answers, in particular to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, have been back and forth and back and forth. And um, you know, I think fundamentally he's a hater by, by who he really is. But politically, he's you know, being told he has to be a realist. Speaking of bills that are coming up and may get voted on, where are we on Lindsey Graham's abortion bill? Yeah, I mean, what, what's going on here? No, that's his, that's his you know, Lindsey's um, newest idea. And it, it's, it's interesting because, you know, they always said at first, it's all about states' rights, right? Now they're trying to have a federal standard. Like, again, I, what I've learned about the Republican Party when it comes to social issues is when they tell you they're, they're going to do something, watch out, they're going to do it. You know, for a half a century, they've said they're going to get rid of overturn Roe. And they finally got to the point that they packed the Supreme Court with conservative extremists. And guess what? They overturned Roe. Mm-hmm. So if they tell me that they're going to pass a law that's going to ban abortion across the country, I got to believe that's what they're going to do. So, um, you know, I think Lindsey Graham, to his credit, um, was honest that that's what the party's about. Uh, that's their priority right now. So as much as they complain about inflation, they introduce bills about abortion. Um, you should expect that their priority is, is that. So filibuster should go then? Oh, no question. No question. No question. Think about it. It was invented when people wore powdered white wigs to work. There are still senators <laughs> who wear wigs, uh, but um, not the white powdered variety. And uh, it definitely has to go. I mean, right now it's being used as a, a tool against anything moving. And um, you know, it's part of why some of us have never had a great desire to go to the Senate, because their rules are just so goofy. Make no mistake. Mark wants you to vote in the midterms. If Republicans take over Congress, abortion will continue to be banned in red states, and blue states could eventually have an abortion ban forced upon them, too. And it perhaps should go without saying, but rewarding Republicans for their attacks on us will only make things worse. There are plenty of LGBTQ people, probably most LGBTQ people uh, are not involved in politics. Most don't vote, at least regularly. Why should they change their habits now? You know, marriage equality is on the ballot right now, right? They will do whatever they have to do in order to move ahead. I mean, again, Clarence Thomas, to his credit, um, was an honest conservative who said, uh, okay, we just threw away Roe like we said we were going to. Now we should look at things like marriage equality, contraception, and even consenting adult laws, right? I mean, that's all now. I have to take them at their word. They threw out a law after 50 years. I have to assume that... 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. They meant they're going to look at all of these laws. And so more than ever, we have to make sure that we stop what they're doing. Um, and the best way you stop that is by voting. All right. That was from my conversation with Representative Mark Pocan. The full conversation is up on wearechannelq.com right now. I think it's really good. So I encourage you to take a listen. You can get information about how to vote where you live at rockthevote.org and make sure your neighbors are going. Take them with you. Make sure your friends are going. Give them a call over the weekend. I'm going to call five or 10 people myself. Even if I think they're going to vote, I want to make sure that they do. So let's get out the vote. Good morning, B. Channel Q. All right, welcome back to The Morning Beat. I love this story so much. It's very relatable, and it involves uh, the U2 frontman and the former president of the United States, Michaela. What's popping? This is hysterical. Okay, U2 frontman Bono revealed that he once woke up in Abraham Lincoln's bedroom at the White House (laughs) after he and his wife drank strong cocktails with then-President Barack Obama. What? Yeah, the Where the Streets Have No Name icon was visiting the first family with his wife when he passed out cold. (laughs) He said the 44th president of the United States, he mixes cocktails. He doesn't have too many. He's very measured, uh, but they were very strong. This is so funny. Could you... Like the whole thing, you've got to like wrap yourself around. Just having cocktails with Obama is hysterical, and then waking up in Abe Lincoln's bedroom—that's why it's iconic. It's iconic. It's a great story. Abe Lincoln used to wake up there until he didn't. Yeah. Too soon. Too no. It's been well. Years. Bono Bono did reveal that he uh, he actually has an allergic reaction to salicylates, uh, which are found in several things, including red wine and some liquor. So. His head actually swells up and it feels like a balloon and then he passed out. It's interesting because, you know, when Barack Obama was president, like the wildest things he did, he wore a tan suit once. We know he smoked cigarettes, which was pretty wild for a modern day president. Yeah. He did have that beer summit. Remember that one time he got those two people together to sit at the picnic table and have a beer and work things out. So I I guess this isn't shouldn't be too surprising. He's so great. But raging in the White House. Oh, I love it. Conservative conservatives are gonna have a field day with this one. Yeah, I think it's amazing though. It's so funny. I love it. Um and that's interesting about the 
allergic reaction he has because I'm telling you guys, I think I have it with white wine and rosé. I can't drink it anymore. And I think I'm slowly headed to red wine as well. I like... My face breaks out really bad in little hives. Well, you're an Italian, so you should drink the real wine anyways, which is red. Of course. Oh, obviously. Like, white wine's like, I love it. I love, listen, I love. Ew, Sa- I hate white wine. Sauvignon Blanc all day long. Whoa. My husband's obsessed. Starbro from Australia. It's amazing. Or New Zealand, maybe. I don't know. Delicious. Oh, makes Be- you so besi- sick. Besides that, red wine all day. Yeah, forever. But it makes me a cozy guy. Makes me want to fall asleep, though. It makes everybody want to fall asleep. Apparently, it doesn't make me want to fall asleep at all. Apparently made Bono want to fall asleep, too, because he had red wine and cocktails. Red wine makes me lit. I don't know what it is. I do not fall asleep. I'm not tired. I'm like, woo, let's rage. What doesn't make you lit when it comes to alcohol? All of them make me lit. <laughs> exactly. All of them do. <laughs> Every single one. Coming up this hour on The Morning Beat, our third hour of the morning. Michaela, we're inching closer and closer to the weekend. Yes, we we are, honey. A lot of great content. First, just a quick reminder, I will be in Palm Springs all weekend for Pride. If you see me, you see my husband, come say hi to us. We'd love to see you. I'll be hanging out at Booze Hounds. I'm going to be going to the GED pool party. I'm going to be checking out Alex D at her pool party. Oh, yeah, baby. Lots going on. Can't wait to see you all and to reconnect in real life. Uh, Now, coming up in about 10 minutes, um... Men are getting real about their insecurities over their man boobs. Now, it can seem like a funny thing to say and we can joke about it, but a lot of men feel this. They're going to relate to this conversation and uh, we're going to be diving in and what the health with an expert. Uh, This is something I personally have dealt with in my life. Mm. And even at at my best of times in the past, I felt like my body looked great. And then I'm like, why do I have a little bit of man boob going on? and if, and if you can relate to that or someone you know can relate to that, yeah. make sure you tune in in the next 10 minutes. That's something I've never even thought about. Yeah. And now that I think about all of my, because I've always had predominantly gay male friends, mm-hmm. thinking about going to the pool party, I do now, looking back, see some of them wearing their shirts yeah. or not wanting to go. Insecurities. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. hate that. Not well, fun. Let's, let's talk about it so people feel less alone about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Also, what is the most commonly misspelled word in the United States? Well, I'm going to ask Michaela to spell it this hour mm-hmm. and uh, tune in to see how she does. She's a spelling bee winner. Be careful. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Third grade. Uh, oh, great. This isn't going to go the way I thought. It's not, I'm babe. I'm look, constantly full of surprises. I'm going to look like the dum-dum. <laughs> I'm okay with that. It's pretty pretty, pretty standard. Also, <laughs> a major, major Broadway film star is opening up about um, a, a situation that didn't go the way that they thought it would. And it's broken their heart. And Michaela's going to tell you all the details in what's popping. Uh-huh. They're a beloved uh, member of our community, by the way. Uh, right now, though, it's time for news on the beat. What do you have for us? Okay, babe. Well, the owners of at least three of D.C.'s gay bars have joined representatives of nearly all the city's restaurants, bars, and nightclubs in speaking out against a measure on the November 8th D.C. election ballot calling for ending the so-called tippage wage system. The ballot measure called Initiative 82 calls for ending an exemption to the city's minimum wage law that allows employers of tipped workers to pay them less than the prevailing minimum wage, but requires them to make up the difference if the workers don't earn the equivalent of the full minimum wage through their tips combined with the lower tipped wage. They say most tipped workers make significantly more than the city's current $16.10 per hour minimum wage. The current lower tipped minimum wage in D.C. is $5.35 per hour. Now, like other bar and restaurant owners, Perusa said ending the tipped wage could result in the doubling of his payroll, which could force him to raise prices and possibly lay off employees, most of whom are LGBTQ. Okay, let 
let tipped employees work really hard and earn the money. A thousand percent. You're talking to two servers over here. Yeah, like, I mean, come on. We we love it. We get it. Take care of your servers. Also, remember back in the day, you can't do this in California anymore, but I used to work doubles. In oh, Ohio. yeah, me too. I yeah. loved it. Then they changed it. And I was like, listen, if I'm a 25-year-old who has the energy and the stamina, give me a break between my shifts and let me work my doubles. Totally. Because I could make so much money in two or three days out of the week and still be available to go, you know. Now they're like, oh, you worked three hours. We have to send you home. Uh-huh. Insane. A few years ago, my husband used to be a server and the, they wouldn't let him work that long. They make you take breaks. And I get that. I understand we don't want to overwork people, but come on. Well, I think part of the reason is, like, I never wanted to take my break. No. But I think it was to prote- protect the bosses who refused to let somebody who did yes. want to take I, it take I, it. I hear it. I hear it. I feel like there's got to be a healthy compromise somewhere yeah. in the middle. You know yeah. what I mean? Because mm-hmm. people need to make money. They need to pay their bills. Yeah. And serving is great money yes. if given the opportunity. I would sometimes, I would work Friday night. Double Saturday, double Sunday, mm-hmm, yes. five shifts uh-huh. in one weekend, and have the whole week off to, to go to school because I was in college, to go to school and like actually like focus on my studies. Yeah, and I would make enough money to live. Yeah, because I was putting myself through college with, with loans and my own money. Yeah. My parents didn't pay for it, so I'm still paying for it. But 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 that uh, yeah, totally. They got to figure this out. Totally. All right, let's go ahead and get into uh, weather. It's going to be a high of 73 in DC, 73 in Philadelphia. 57 in Seattle, 69 in L.A., 71, uh, I'm sorry, 69 in San Diego, 71 in L.A., 75 in Palm Springs, where you'll be soon. I know, I'm heading back there in just a little bit, so come see me. All right, give us a vibe of the day. You've got to get up every morning with determination if you're going to go to bed with satisfaction. Yeah, I love that. Welcome back to the show. It's time for another round of What the Health. Today, we're talking uh, insecurities over man boobs. Guys are opening up about this. We came across this article. It's really fascinating. Uh, So we thought we'd reach out to an expert in the field. Mm -hmm. Joining us now is a registered dietitian and certified body trust provider who has a uh, private practice right here in Los Angeles. Please welcome to the morning be Aaron Flores. Aaron, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, y'all. Great to meet you, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. Great to meet you. We're excited to talk about this because, you know, I've been here for, what, two or three years now, and this is a conversation we haven't had yet. Yeah. And I I, I don't know why it slipped my mind, but this is something I personally have been very insecure about in the past. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talk to us about men opening up about this issue. You're right. It is entirely common that people are struggling with this, Um, and and in, in a lot of different ways. Um, but I think, you know, one of the things that so, makes it so challenging is that no one's talking about it. Like, mm. like the fact that, you know, you're like, hey, we need to have this conversation on air and actually talk about it um, really sets the stage for a huge shift in how people are dealing with this. Because, you know, men struggle with body image, um, especially like when it comes to like this, you know, man boobs or, you know, however people want to refer to it, it doesn't matter. Um, but like, you know, people are really struggling and like don't quite know what to do and are searching for answers. And usually it sort of runs into this place of like, oh, no one else is talking about it. And there's so much shame around it. So I'm just going to struggle alone and like fuddle my way through trying to manage this. Mm. You know, it's so funny um, because I made this post yesterday on Instagram where I was talking about I've gained a little bit of weight. I was out of the country um, and I was feeling really insecure. And as much as I'd like to say, like, oh, yeah, I love my body how it is. 
I, I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to gain weight and I want to feel healthy. I think it's a very common thing for women to talk about, but there is a lot of silence when it comes to men, whether they gain weight or whether or how they feel about their body or their man boobs. So what do you want people to know when it comes to men and their their weight gain? You know, this this probably goes across all genders in, in, in a lot of ways, is the, the fear of weight gain is rooted in so much stigma and fat phobia. And, you know, especially, especially like with, with men, you know, this idea of gaining weight is like, well, I'm not going to be perceived as masculine. Um, you know, I'm there, there, I, again, the quote unquote, sort of, I won't be healthy. Uh, people are going to tease me. Um, you know, what I really want people to know is that their body is not a problem that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, and that, that there can be a lot of acceptance of our body. I, I don't even think we have to love it. Uh, to be sort of revolutionary, right? I, I think it's okay to like sit with acceptance. Like you don't like there might be parts that you are not happy with, but it's also what we got. Yeah. And you know, coming home to our body, I think, is about acceptance and about you know knowing the 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 lengths with which we go to to try to quote unquote fix our body. Mm, it's so um, so fast. Really damaging. Yeah, a thousand percent. I remember being in my mid twenties and I was dating a gymnast at the time. He was my like college sweetheart, and we were at his gym where he coaches. And one of the girls was like, "Oh, look, you have man boobs." Through my T-shirt, and I was like, "Huh?" Because I was in really good shape, and I've always been in pretty good shape. But like my chest area tends to be a little bit soft now. I figured out last year that it was my testosterone. I started taking, I adjusted my testosterone, got my numbers back up, and then it started to change. And that helped me. But according to the Mayo Clinic, 30 to 50% of healthy men struggle with this issue. So if somebody does want to, you know, Palm Springs Prides this weekend, I'm going to be there. There's going to be a lot of guys shirtless and pool parties. Yeah. That gives me yeah. anxiety, you know. Um, for those who want to do something about it, what can be done? So you mentioned a great piece in that you started taking some hormones mm -hmm. that adjusted it. You know, um, gynecomastia or man boobs, it's not about fatness, right? So like the, the idea that, oh, you're just going to exercise them away or mm -hmm. you're going to diet them away is probably going to lead to more like possibly even disordered thinking around food and exercise or your possible eating disorders within that. Um, so, you know, I, I think, t you know, hormones and, and looking at gender affirming sort of uh, hormone therapy is actually really helpful. The other side of it, you know, and again, here I am a dietitian saying like, you know, food isn't going to make it go away, uh, you know, is, is to sort of come to terms with it and say like, listen, this is, this is what I got. And there are a lot of guys struggling with it. Um, you know, I think one of the things that I think is, is pretty important about some of these things is finding those one or two people who, you know, are safe to talk about it, right? Mm. To sort of say like, you know what? I'm going to pride today, this weekend. I really want to take my shirt off. And I'm like, so worried people are going to laugh at me or like point at me or judge me or, or whatever. And being able to have like that safe person to say like, dude, I'm worried. Just know that I'm feeling anxious about it. But I also really want to take my shirt off because that's how I like to express myself. And I want to feel free. And I think, you know, yeah, and it's again, a pool it's, party. You should be able to yeah, do so. I don't right? want to swim in a t-shirt. Right? Exactly. You know, Aaron, I will say, uh, I this will make a point. I uh, and I hurt my ankle, and I was unable to walk a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, what I would do for my ankle not to hurt 
because I would walk. And it was such a good reminder of like how lucky I am to have a healthy body and how grateful I am when it's all working. And I think that the point that you've made as well is like we've got what we've got and we should be embracing our healthy body that's able to move and walk. And we take for granted such big things that we're able to do and uh we got to be more secure with yeah, ourselves this is in just it. just one of those things yeah right there can be so much privilege and sort of ableism and how we think about oh i need to do this better but like hey maybe i'm just happy i can do it that exactly part. that part aaron you're so wonderful registered dietitian certified body trust provider host of the podcast men unscripted thank you so much for joining us and having this much needed conversation well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yes, of course. Talk Take care. soon. All right, this is going to be kind of fun. Michaela, don't open the article that we're about to talk about okay. uh, for a reason. I know you never read ahead, so we should be just fine right yes. now, right? Yeah, amen. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, I used to be in the school spelling bee every year. It was a big deal. Okay. And when I was in sixth grade at Immaculate Conception Elementary School, I got third place in the school, and I lost on the word stupendous which is so stupid because it's the easiest word in the world to spell for me, right? Do you know yeah. how to spell it? Spell it. S-T-U-P-E-N-D-O-U-S. Perfect. Gorgeous, right? I spelled it S-T-U-P-E- S-T-U-P-E-N-D-A-C-E, stupendace. And the second Babe, I said it- why would you I don't, spell I was, it like that? I was a little weirdo. I was 12. I don't know. I said it and I was like, I'm an idiot, <laughs> right? So the next year was my big year of redemption. And I made it all the way to the city spelling bee with the seventh and eighth graders, right? And I was a seventh grader. Big deal. I got out on the word arduous. Spell arduous. Um, A-R-D. Aren't you? You- O-U-S? Whoa! That's really great! I had no idea. I think I spelled it A-R-J-W-I-S. Oh. I have no idea what I said. Mm-hmm. So those two words have haunted me my entire life. Right. I'm really impressed by you for hey, knowing. No, I'm a good speller. I was in the spelling bee and I I thought won. you would know stupendous. I didn't know you would know arduous. But it turns out that uh, there I'm are right. some commonly misspelled words in the U.S. And we actually have a list of them. Okay? Oh, God. That's right. So... Quillbot reported that uh, this one word is the word that most people have trouble on. Uh, 257,000 Americans Googled this word uh, every month, every single month. Okay. The word, you're going to get this one right. The word is calendar. Oh. Spell it. C-A-L-E-N-D-A-R. There you go. I think people think it's E-R, uh-huh. not A-R, and right. they get it wrong over uh-huh. and over again. So fascinating uh, turn of events here, ladies and gentlemen. Michaela Gordon is, in fact, smart. Who knew? The, the listeners knew, babe. You're the only one that tracks me. Still, they all cheer for me. I still don't know if I know. Okay, how listen, about... Listen, okay. I did a... Spe- listen, I had a story. I have a story. I <laughs> used to tell people I lost to the word onomatopoeia in a spelling bee. No, you didn't. That was in a movie. It was in Hey Arnold. Yeah. That yeah, never I know, happened to me. I've seen it somewhere, a cartoon, yeah. Yes. But <laughs> I had it in my brain and I told people for a while. And then I was like, girl, that did not happen to you. That happened in Hey Arnold. And I was like, okay. Okay, how about this one? Spell Antarctica. K. No, there's no K in it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Antarctica. Antarctica. A-N-T. Uh-huh. A-R-C. Mm-hmm. T-I-C-A. You got the C. Good job, Michaela. Uh-huh, 
Okay, now we we talk we talk about your niece a lot. Yeah, Natalia. Uh huh. You love her. Love her. How do you spell niece? N e i c e. Oh no! There it is. We got you. Okay, Vanessa, as as the uh, the one of us who learned English as your second language, right? We actually grew up with English, and we still can't get it uh-huh. right. What words are there? Words that stand out to you? They're like that's insane. Uh, actually, I have a story. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. So I honestly, I never cheat. Like in school, I never cheated except for this one time. Oh, I cheated and all the time. And I got uh, <laughs> caught. This was ESL. Uh, school, so English as a second language. That was my classroom, fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And we had a spelling bee. And I just want to, in Colombia, I would get straight A's. And then I got here and I wasn't getting straight A's. And I think that did something to my heart. So I was like, I think I'm going to cheat. Oh. Okay, so it was like uh, near Thanksgiving. And we needed to spell Thanksgiving. And I could not get that word right. And wow. now that I say it as an English speaking speaker now, I was like, that is such an easy word. Anyways, I wrote it at the back of my uh, paper, and I wrote it really lightly, mm-hmm. and I wrote Thanksgiving. I was like, I'm gonna get it. Because that was the only word that I was having trouble with. Okay, in honor, That's so funny. In honor of Michaela right now and her Italian heritage, heritage Vanessa, please spell? spell spaghetti. Go off, a Spaghetti? S P A G E. No. You forgot the H. Everybody forgets the spaghetti. H. It's spaghetti. Spaghetti. Okay, English us, makes no sense. English makes no sense. That H is so irrelevant. It, really, it has no point. Okay, how about this one? It's Last, like the H in my name. Let's see if you learned your lesson from earlier. I before E, except after C. Oh Ready? Oh, God, uh-huh. Spell the word siege. Siege. It's not sage. Siege. siege. Like you siege a, a, a building or you okay. siege a territory. C-E-I-G-E. S-I-E-G-E. Because English is messed up and those rules don't apply to every word. Oh, my God. Very confusing. Goodbye. I've learned to slam on the brake Before I even turn the key Before I make the mistake Before I lead with the worst of me Give them no reason to stare. Mm, mm, mm. No I love the voice, Ben Platt and Dear Evan Hansen, right? Yeah. The Broadway show was a huge success. Yeah, people loved it. Which, of course, means make it into a movie. Naturally. And listen, I'm a gay white man. I love me some Broadway. I love, love, love when Broadway shows are made into film or yeah. film. You know, my favorite Broadway show re- currently is Moulin Rouge, which was a film made into a Broadway show. Right. I'm all for it, right? But fans weren't really having it uh, when Dear Evan Hansen came to the movie theaters, and now he is sharing his thoughts. What do you have for us? What's popping? Well, Ben Platt is moving forward from his Dear Evan Hansen days. The Tony Emmy Grammy winner spoke to New York Times and uh, said that he received backlash for appearing too old to be a teenager in the high school movie. When the first trailers for the Dear Evan Hansen movie came out, many were confused over the 27-year-old Platt playing a 17-year-old. The criticism reached meme status and soon the entire internet was making fun of Platt in the role, one which he originated on Broadway and and won multiple awards for. It was definitely a disappointing experience and difficult, and it definitely opened my eyes to the internet and how horrific it can be. You'd think after doing Dear Evan Hansen on stage for four years, I would have already known that. I try my best to focus on people who tell me it was moving to them and they felt really seen by it. It is very easy uh, for the good to get drowned out by the bad. 
Ooh. He did this. He played this role for four years on Broadway? Yeah. Okay. And he was amazing. I know people that saw him many, many times. Yeah. And the, the wild thing is, you win a Tony, right? You usually move on to a bigger project, another yeah. project. He stayed there for three more years after yeah. he won a Tony, which means he loved the role. So I can imagine he's probably pretty upset. It was, I remember, we talked about it when the trailer came out. It looked ridiculous. Like he's like approaching 30 and he's playing a high school kid. Well, and listen, I, I will say I think that it's hard for people to differentiate. If you know somebody famously at the age they are, mm-hmm. it's hard to go see them as a 17-year-old. Sure. It just yeah. is. We met the entire cast of Glee when they were in their early to mid-20s. And we just accepted them as being high school, as being 15-year-olds. And that was, but we, we didn't know them didn't ahead of time. Them. We didn't know them ahead of time. Right. So, yeah, so they could have been. Now, do I think that the internet was probably very harsh and mean to him? I do, because I think the internet is a harsh place. Yeah. But I think there does have to be some sort of understanding on his part as well that, like, we've been knowing you've been playing this role for a long time, babe, and you are... You've aged out. Yeah, well, because you're 27 and not 17. Yeah. And and the thing is, it's it's got to be difficult to let go of something like that and and I don't know if the answer was to make it with a new actor right yeah who's going to step into that role maybe you could have given somebody else an opportunity I think this is just my hot take on this he's already a Tony Award winner a Grammy Award winner and an Emmy Award winner he's one away from the EGOT oh my god I think 27 years old that somebody was in his head saying this could be your Oscar moment you could get an Oscar for this. Yeah. For playing this role. Oh, you, want uh-huh. a, you want a Tony for uh-huh. the same role. You could win an Oscar for it if we do this thing right. And it went so wrong that that's got to be so devastating. You know, though, I feel like EGOTs are not what they used to be. Award shows aren't what they used to be. You're fabulous. You're talented. You're a Ben Platt. I think it's cool to bring in somebody that is not known and maybe isn't so popular on TikTok and really the th- give them a chance yeah. to, to thrive. Because let's, let's just break this down for a moment. What would be considered a success for this film? You've already won every award imaginable in the Broadway show. You've played the role for four years. Like, where do you go from there? Yeah. Like, unless the film makes a billion dollars, it's going to feel like a failure. Yeah. So it feels like they were almost setting them up for failure because you can't outdo the Broadway production. Yeah. You're never going to live up to it. It's not possible. Yeah. So. Well. We wish you luck, Ben Platt. You were fabulous in the role, and we hope that they fill it with somebody really great. Now, coming up in our next hour, do you panic when you're put on the spot? If you don't think you do, we're going to put you on the spot and see how you do. Coming up next. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. All right, welcome back to the show. This is really interesting. Holiday parties are right around the corner, and for the first time in a few years, many people might be gathering with their coworkers, Right. We've been on Zooms. We've been at home. Some people are still working from home, but you're getting reacclimated to a sort of normal life. You might be meeting some coworkers face to face for the very first time. Maybe you've only known them over Zoom for two years. I don't know a whole lot of employees here at Odyssey, our parent company. Yeah. Because I we, we worked in basically an empty building for a year and a half. Yeah, right? absolutely. So, uh, how about some fun icebreaker questions to help you sort of? Get the conversation started because some people, not me, but some people panic, panic when they're in a situation they're not prepared for. Hmm. My little sister's like that. She'll just shut down. Wow. Completely goes away, disappears. You know, I could see that deeply. I I don't 
feel like that at all because I feel like just at a really young age with the career that I've chosen, um, I'm constantly put on the spot. Okay. So I've had to get used to it. I've acclimated really well. Okay. So let's put, let's put that to the test. Okay. Okay. So uh, we're we're at a meet we're at a, a meet and greet a a function something a work party a happy hour and I look to you and I say, why don't you share me one quick fun fact about yourself? Go. Um, I am a really good athlete. As glamorous as I am, I play sports and I'm really athletic. Oh, she found a way to plug multiple things there. Yeah. Okay. Vanessa, get on the mic. One fun fact about yourself. Go. See? <laughs> I literally I literally was going to say I'm from Colombia. Ooh. That is not that exciting. You can say that. I thought Michaela was going That's like such a lame fact. I thought Michaela... Well, it could open up a conversation, though, and I think that's the point of this. I thought you were going to say I'm either from Nevada or Las Vegas or I was on American Idol. I thought that would be your opening fun fact. Yeah. No, well, I only said what I said because I feel like it's something that you, you know, if you know me, you know, I was on American Idol, like something that would be interesting. If you look at me, I'm in gowns all day, every day. You wouldn't think that I play sports. Yeah. And I'm really athletic. But it really, see, but see how it's already starting the conversation Totally. Here? And and you saying you're from Colombia is not boring. That is so fascinating. Yeah, it totally is. Most Americans have never been to South boring America. To me. Well, Just it's, kidding. To because you. it's your story, my love. Okay. Give us one fun fact about you. Um. My mom's name Kathy. My stepmom's name is Kathy. Ah! My dad's name is Steve. My stepdad's name is Steve. Yes! My parents, I love that fun my fact. My parents literally got divorced and both married the same name. <laughs> That's a great Which is fun really, fact. really weird. My dad always makes the joke, I never mess up in bed. Oh. I always say the right name. And I said, Dad, that's okay. disgusting. Okay, all right. Okay, you've gone How too far. dare you? That was a fun fact we didn't need. Right? <laughs> but like, but, but I, think, I think that when people get nervous about conversation... Right, because if you if you look at like study after study after study, the thing that makes people more nervous than anything is public speaking. Yeah, it's always at the top of the list. Vanessa, Wait, uh, yeah, I hate it. I hate small talk. I hate all of that. Small the talk. The other too. <laughs> day, they were giving pizza upstairs, and okay, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go, and I went when like there was no one out there because they hadn't served it, and then I see that people started to come, <sighs> and I was like, no, I'm leaving. And I didn't grab a pizza because I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Oh, my God. You didn't even get the pizza? No, I don't want to talk to anyone. You got that nervous. Yes. Is it nervous or you just don't want to talk to someone? Like, why do I say it? I'm so awkward. Believe it or not, I'm awkward with, like, new people. No, we believe it. Yeah, we believe it. Yeah, sure. (laughs) That's so funny. But, you know, I I will say I think so many people share that in common. So many people. Well, and you would think because we work at like a radio station when we have all of our other sister stations, you know, K-Rocks here and K-Earth of the Wave, they're all right in, in, around the corner from us in this hallway right. and we're all part of Odyssey. So when Odyssey brings us all together, it's fascinating because we're like, we're the little gay station. Hi. KNX is like, hi, we're serious news. Yeah. And the Wave is like, we're chill and cool. And then that K-Rock's like, yeah, we're rockers. And it's a lot of different personalities, but the personalities on air are not representative of the people necessarily. Right. Because the people that make this happen every day, a lot of times they're tech, right? They're a little bit awkward sometimes, a little bit nerdy. They like doing what they do with the computers and the radio equipment and all that stuff that I don't understand, right? That I don't get at all. So I understand walking into those situations because a few weeks ago, Michaela and I went up there and got breakfast because yeah. a colleague was retiring after like 47 years, right? Working at the station. And so we went and got breakfast and we brought you a plate because we also knew... If we brought it down here and ate in front of you and said, hey, there's food upstairs, we knew you would never go. You're so right. I, I wouldn't Yeah, have. so I made you a plate, but you never got your pizza. No. Nope, well, I how did. about this? What if you just walked up to somebody and said, 
hey, how's your day? No, I'm not going to ask. No. I don't want to know. Listen you don't want to know. Do so you understand mean. that my biggest thing is I love to, I give compliments anywhere. Yesterday I was at the gym and this woman was coming out and her body was so fierce and I yelled across the parking lot, your body's sick. Okay. And she was like. That feels weird. Thank you. It, it, it wasn't weird. She liked it? She loved it. Okay. People feel really good, but other people will get very awkward. Mm. Sometimes they're like, uh, thank you. Like, they don't take the compliment It's especially well. generational, too, because a lot of younger girls now are like, don't talk about my body. They don't like it. Yeah. Right? And, and so, no, I followed up with, you're yeah. so strong, because yeah. I wanted it to be, a, she was, she was really yeah. strong. You're hot, and I'm sure you're really smart, too. You yeah. just yell that. That's how I usually follow up. So, okay, yeah. I want to challenge you this weekend, Vanessa. Okay, because holidays are coming around. You're going to be getting together with friends. You're going to be in social settings. And so this weekend, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to be in Palm Springs. You're going to have my dog. You're watching my dog this weekend, right? So here's the thing. Go on a walk. Somebody's going to come up to you and say that dog is so cute. They're going to. Trust me. He's adorable. I want you to talk back to them. Well, I will because they're talking to me first. Yeah, she talks back. She just doesn't initiate. (laughs) Anyways, we got to go. We got to (laughs) go. Tell me something good. All right, I love this. You know, uh, I don't know. Have you been to Hawaii, Michaela? Yeah, yeah I, I love, love Hawaii. I love, love, love. I've been to a few of the islands. I've not made it to Maui just yet. However, I plan on it. Um, and this is coming from uh, the Hawaiian Islands. While on a seed-gathering trip atop a Hawaiian mountain back in 2021, cons- uh, conservationists found a tree species believed extinct in the wild since 1992. That's pretty cool. For almost 30 years, they thought this was extinct. This month, teams from the organizations that found it went up to the same area and planted 30 seedlings born from the fruits of the plants they found, growing hope that this species can recover to repopulate the Hawaiian islands. Uh, They look kind of like palm trees, uh, and they belong to a family known as Hawaiian uh, lobelioids uh, and can grow up to 35 feet tall with a thick head of long, narrow leaves. They used to be found growing under the shade of giant koa trees and volcanic craters. I think this is really cool. And I love that people are taking the time to be like, we're going to we're gonna go and replant all these seeds. Yeah, it's fabulous. To nurture the fruit they found, to get the seeds, and start over. I love it. I think it's great. I do too. I think it's really great. You know, there's not a single palm tree in the entire United States, or in the 48 states, including California, that is from the United States. Do you know every, Why did I think I heard that? Every single one of them is planted. Every, even in Florida, they're all planted. They're only indigenous really? to Hawaii, yeah. And then they bring them here and they plant them. So Palm Springs, every that's why you liars. Always, that's why if you ever see palm trees, they're not randomly growing in bunches. They're always in perfect lines on the side of the streets or something. Yeah. They're all planted, every one. Oh my god, that's so interesting. Yeah, fascinating stuff. All right, this story is great. Drinking black tea may reduce the risk of early death from heart disease. Now, this is an actual study. People who drank two or more cups per day were found to have a 9 to 13% lower risk of an early death from cardiovascular disease compared to non-tea drinkers. That's so funny. I love black tea. Uh, and so does Lisa. If we go to Starbucks, her drink is unsweetened Fenty iced black tea. She loves it. What? Mm-hmm. That threw me for a loop because she also loves Coca-Cola. Yeah. But then she drinks the super balance. Ba- it's super called balance. healthy black tea. That's what it is. Sugary Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Yeah, okay, good for You her. know what, though? I used to think that Lisa was, like, in rare form with the Coca-Cola drinking. And then I swear to God, God brought me all these people that oh, equally are obsessed with... People are addicted. Vanessa! Vanessa's addicted to Coca-Cola. It's the best soda. It really is. I love it. Coca-Cola it's... and a cookie? Woo! 
Wait, what? <laughs> Not Coca-Cola and a cookie. Yeah, it's like, you know how people drink what kind uh, of cookies cookie? and milk? The uh Cookies and Coca-Cola. Okay, wait. <laughs> Colombians are weird. You also eat weird hot dogs, wait, too. What kind what, of Coca-Cola? Yeah, what, what kind of cookie? What kind of cookie? Chocolate chip. No! Chocolate chip. Ew, sicko. Everyone, just Do try you it. dip it in the Coca-Cola? No, You're allowed I just to... take a bite of my cookie and drink a sip of my Coke. That's disgusting, mm. That's what makes you happy. Yeah. How many drinks, how many Cokes do you drink a day? No. Like, at least one. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, one... No, wait, wait. Maybe three a week. Wait, what? Three a week. I haven't oh. had a soda in six months, That's a year. A, oh, maybe. I drink Diet Coke. I drink I drink literally half of one soda maybe once a year. I want to be you. If but... that. Really? I'll get like an orange sun kissed at the, at the, or I'll, drink, oh, I'll get a Mountain Dew and drink slap. like two, two sips of it. I got a Mountain Dew the other day and it does not hit like it no, used to. No, it doesn't. To. It makes you feel like you want to throw up. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's... Okay. So here's the thing. We're going into the weekend now. Right. Okay. okay bye. But but after Palm Springs Pride, we get through the chaos. Sometime next week, we need to bring in. We'll get the Mexican Cokes, the really good ones, just to try to give you the benefit of the doubt. And we'll have Coke and chocolate chip cookies together and see what we think. Okay, let's do it. I'm see also, you Monday. I'm also bringing milk. I'm going to make you drink that with it as see, well. No, we're I'm not gonna, drinking gonna, milk. We're not make, drinking gonna, milk. Gonna, okay, fine. We'll oat, all have gas. Oat milk, almond milk, <laughs> yeah, soy milk, whatever. Almond milk. <laughs> bye. See ya. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for partaking in this with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.